Welcome to the I'm Done Apologizing podcast, where we're creating a community of women who advocate and empower. I'm Michelle, and I'm so glad you're here. A couple weeks ago, I put out a call on my Instagram account asking for additional topics to cover on this podcast, and I had a really good turnout for what I normally get in my polls, and I was excited for some of the topics that were offered. One of them is mansplaining. So this week, we'll be talking about mansplaining. Hang around if you want to learn more. So let's start off by defining, for the purposes of this episode, what mansplaining is. So mansplaining is a man who explains what a woman just shared. And typically, it's done in a patronizing or a superior tone. Sometimes the man doesn't know that they're doing it, right? So sometimes they don't know that they're doing it. Um, you can either say that they're naive or they're that egotistical that they don't realize they're doing it, but sometimes, but more times than not, research shows that men know when they're doing this and it is to have a leg up, to be more authoritative, um, to be controlling in the conversation. And that's when we start to see mansplaining happening a little bit more. So, um, this has been something that has been around for a long time, but is a newer concept to me. So, if you're a loyal listener and you've heard several podcasts, you know that um, I am doing the work of a mostly male group, right? So like I am in an operations type role and typically men are in uh, the roles and I work with a lot of men in the roles that, um, in, in the partnerships that I have. So until I shifted into this role, I really didn't think anything of mansplaining. In fact, I probably didn't even know the terminology. Um, And I did have to explain it to a colleague of mine who is a male identified person. And they were like, I had no idea. And I said, well, that's okay. Now you know, and you can help do better. And um, to his credit, he has, right? And he has been very quick and a great ally to say like, "Uh, what just happened there? I'm pretty sure that was mansplaining, which I love that he does that. But uh, it takes me back to almost three years ago when um, I was with our leadership team. We were talking to a room full, an auditorium full of student staff members, and we kind of had some prompting questions that each of us was going to take the lead on. And it was really interesting because a supervisory person further explained points that the women on stage were providing and never continued an explanation for the men on stage. And it was quick and obvious by a lot of humans in that room um, to the point where on stage we were getting text messages, what in the world's going on, right? Why is this happening? Those types of things. So um, for me, I think that will always be my 
uh, go-to example of mansplaining where clearly I am the expert in the question, taking the lead on it, and uh, that person had to, you know, for lack of a better term, spread their peacock feathers and show everybody in the room who was the authority on the stage. So, um, so that's just a very prevalent, obvious one. Maybe you're thinking about a time when that has happened with you, uh, whether you've maybe consciously realized it in the moment or have thought about it later on. I know for me, one of the things is I get really caught up in conversation and it's not until I reflect later that I realize what has happened. I am getting a little bit better at recognizing it thanks to my hype squad and my community that I lean into, but um, it, it still does take me a moment and um, it is frustrating that I can't, for me anyways, that I can't recognize it a little bit sooner. So um, head on over to the Instagram page. I would love to hear what tips you have for recognizing it in the moment that the community can share. Um, so that folks are able to respond in the moment. But in the meantime, I have some tips, right? Um, if you want a little comical, before I get into the tips, if you want a little comical um, skits, there is an SNL skit. It's from like four years ago, and it's got Scarlett Johansson in it. We have used it in presentations in the past, and it's just a blatant example of mansplaining. It's funny, which I always appreciate, um, some good humor. But um, if you want an example, I think that that's a great example for what mansplaining is. But let's talk about some tips, right? Like one of the things I pride myself on in this podcast is um, giving some tips for how to navigate this if you run into it. So the first and probably the most obvious is to speak up. Um, and with that, I'll also include some redirection of that. So if somebody starts to interrupt you in a meeting or in a conversation, you can interrupt back, though I would argue maybe it's not you interrupting, it's you finishing your statement, but interrupt back and say, I would like to finish my comment and then you can have the floor right? Um, for someone who is non-confrontational like me, that might take a lot in you to do that. And then that's when, kind of tip two, you lean into your hype squad and you have folks in the room, especially if you're in the room with a known mansplainer, um, that can help you to uh, highlight when, wait a second, you know, Michelle just said that. Let's go back to Michelle. Or that was a great suggestion that Michelle made first, right? Like those kinds of things. It's a little passive aggressive, but sometimes you need that, right? Um, you know, I think the other thing is like call them out, right? Hey, I just made that statement and I would appreciate the credit for it. I mean, that's blatant. That's to the point. That is um, calling him out in the moment. And there's nothing wrong with that when you do it appropriately, of course. Um, you know, some other things you can do are ask questions. So especially if you're an expert in the area, ask some questions that will highlight um, their non-expertise in the area in a way that flips the table so that you continue to be seen as the expert on the topic. 
okay? So ask some questions, ask for some clarification, ask for resources, right? Like those types of things. If you are already the expert, then ask the questions to help highlight that you're the expert on that topic or that area. Um, you know, share the facts. And this goes with share with with asking the questions. Share the facts. You know, I, I like to use the fact of men will apply for jobs when they're 50% qualified and women will apply for jobs when they're closer to 100% qualified, right? And so that's like the differences. And so if we're sharing in a meeting, that you know well it's more likely that men are qual that men are going to apply for this job because these are qualifications that are more in line with a male job right or or something along those lines um and then someone and it doesn't always have to be a man i want to make sure that that is clear too typically it would be but it not always has to be someone would be like yeah, like the statistics say that men are going to apply for more jobs than women. And you could counter and say, that's right, 50%. Uh, you know, men apply when they're 50% qualified, whereas women apply when they're 100% qualified. So maybe our candidate pool should be more female heavy than male heavy, right? And so you can throw those statistics around a little bit uh, because you know them because you know the facts. That's just an example. There are tons of facts and likely the conversations you're in, you are an expert or the expert. And so making sure that you're highlighting that. Again, as I've said on many occasions in podcast episodes, you are in the conversation for a reason and you need to continue to remind yourself of that and remind the other humans around the table of that as well. Um, you know, another thing, take your own credit, right? I, I use that as an example earlier. Yeah, that was a great idea that I came up with a minute ago. Thanks for reiterating it. Give yourself the credit. Use your hype squad to get the credit for that. But don't let someone else take the credit for an amazing idea that you had. Um, easier said than done. I get that. My creative juices run not just in my happy planner but wild uh, in my work that I do on campus and sometimes I find myself saying like yeah that was a great suggestion I had a year and a half ago right and I'll say it in my comfort zone but instead you know I need to continue to challenge myself and I'm challenging you as well get outside your comfort zone say hey i had that idea a year and a half ago i would like to be on the implementation team or i would like to be um, on the front lines of that or i would like to take the lead on that my idea right those kinds of things i am um big on using humor <laughs> i like to use humor sometimes it is not appropriate for humor. Um, but, you know, I think really, you know, my last tip is to avoid aggression. And really, it's circling back around to using humor. Because at the end of the day, it's just silly that it even happens or it is even a thing that we're having to talk about. Let's just be good humans to one another and give credit where credit is due. Give folks the space to speak and have their ideas considered 
equally, but we know that's not our reality. And so using the humor to say like, hey, that was a great idea when I made that suggestion 12 months ago, 12 minutes ago, whatever that is, right? And be, you know, humorous about it. I, um, I got one-liners. Sometimes they get me in trouble. (laughs) Sometimes they are well-timed. So I would encourage you to figure out how you can use humor with it as well when you find yourself in this situation. And I would encourage you to avoid aggression because when you get mad, then other people are going to get mad and then you become a bitch who can't lead a meeting. And that is far from the truth, but that would be the position you would be in rather than getting clarification, sharing the facts, asking really good questions, and being the expert on the topic at hand. So, mansplaining, interruptions in conversations, these are all things that happen all the time. And if you're not in tune with it, hopefully this podcast episode will help you kind of click on the light bulb, even if it's to the dimmest light, to highlight it just a little bit more. And then it'll click to the middle one and to the brightest one eventually for you. But we'll start highlighting for you when you see that at work, when it's happening to you at work, when it's happening to you in life and give you some strength and courage to address it, to find a hype squad who can help you address it, who can, um, who can help you. Spoke with a colleague today, actually the day that I'm recording this, and um, was reminded that everyone has seen it, everyone has done it, or everyone has experienced it. And so I thought that was a really good reminder for this is a common practice. This happens all the time. So join me in this week's affirmations of I'm done apologizing for others getting credit for my ideas. I'm done apologizing for allowing others to speak over me. I'm done apologizing for not getting to be my true and authentic self. Have a great week, friends. Thank you for coming along on this journey with me. If you enjoy this topic and know other women who will benefit from this conversation, please pass this along to them. I would also be most appreciative if you hit the subscribe button on your Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to join me on Instagram at at done.apologizing. Thank you for listening, and remember, you are fabulous. You are a badass. You got this, and I'm here for you.